The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Disasters Schlock Abuse Edition. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a uh, we got a fun one for you today, and uh, I'm I'm a little mad because uh, the next episode, which was my assignment, is not so fun. Well, but anyway, well, let's let's throw this out there real quick. I think this is, in my opinion, I think the first time the both schlock abuses we. The other person had watched it before issuing the schlock abuse. Yes. Yeah. This is that the first is one. So this one you'd wa- you'd seen this before you gave it to me, and the one that this next the next episode, I had seen it and given it to you. The so. difference is, it's like, oh, this is a good bad movie that I'm giving him, <laughs> and and he might actually like like it a little bit, even though it's it's cheesy as fuck. The one you gave me was just terrible, <laughs> bad bad to the core. And you didn't even blink an eye, you asshole. Nope, nope. In any case, uh, I am the Groots. F you, Hunter. And um, the movie I assigned you today was... The Sweeper. The Sweeper. 1996. Starring C. Thomas Howe. You know it's gotta be good. And sort of (laughs) Jeff Fahey. (laughs) Which, anybody that's not sure of who C. Thomas Howe is, um, most people will probably remember him as Ponyboy... And fucking yeah. the outsiders, the outsiders, yeah. Or the very, very dark history of eighties comedies. He was the he had a starring role in Soul Man. Soul Man, the movie where he takes tan pills to make himself in blackface through the entire movie, um, which is fucking awful. And yeah. holy fuck, did that movie exist? That is probably the sec- That is the worst eighties comedy, right behind Short Circuit for doing blackface or brownface. Yeah. No, this one was legit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Soul Man was legitimately set up around uh, the beginning of affirmative action. Holy fuck! And they were like, "Well, he wants to get through college, oh, but uh, he can't get the." Oh no, no, no! Oh, okay. It's worse than that. This movie would would definitely not exist today. I'm just going to go to a small rant about Soul Man, and we'll get back to the actual schlock abuse. But <laughs> the premise is is that this rich kid, whose parent, his dad decides to not pay for his grad school. And so his only solution, because he can't get a job and pay for school, is to take these experimental tanning pills, too many of them, turn his skin brown, and then gets the scholarship that would go to another African-American he takes so he can finish his grad school. What the fuck? Yeah, that's harsh, man. Yeah, so... Uh, I feel like this is the path that he would go on is the movie that I watched for my schlock abuse, The Sweeper, because that's what happens when you make a blackface movie in the 80s. All right? Sorry. Yeah. Then, you, then you're relegated to uh, direct-to-video action <laughs> Oh, man. This is straight <laughs> up. This is one of those movies I had to look at the date because it's 96, but it could have been 87. It could have right. been any time between 87 and, like the nine, and late 90s because it looks cheap as shit. You know where they spent all their money. Yeah. And it was all the action sequences, because mm-hmm. those are ridiculous. Definitely not the acting uh, classes for oh, some hell of the no. actors. No. 
Holy all shit. right, all right. So, by the way, I looked up the director of this, yeah. um, Joseph Mary, I think it is. Okay. Um, and yeah, he loves his generic action movie, direct to video action movies because some of the other titles he had done, okay. I've never seen any of these. Final Impact, L.A. Heat, Maximum Force. Like you can't get any more <laughs> generic action movie titles than that all right it's like there's a random name generator exactly it's just uh putting a couple words together oh he's got a couple that have heat in the title and a couple that have force in the title those are just the ones i picked out there's like <laughs> he, he's done like 15 or 16 movies between 90 and like 2002 like just the the piece of shit action movies all right all right all right let's get into it all right so we cut into let's get in the plot um, these two cops driving, and the son of one of the cops is in the back seat. You know, I guess it was supposed to be kind of a lesson, and the other cop is, you know, giving him shit for having a son there, and <laughs> he's defending him. But then they make a stop, and there's drug pimps, is the best way to put it. They're drug dealers, but they're all dressed like pimps. Like, okay. just so you know, they're the bad guys. Like, they're all, it's crazy. So, the two cops come there, start fucking with them. Then, of course, there's a scuffle. And then, because, of course, they're dumbass cops, they leave the keys in the fucking cop car. So, one of the drug pimps fucking jumps in the car. By the way, um, his son in the back, uh, Dale's son in the back, fucking, and speeds off. By the way, Dale's played by (laughs) Jeff Fahey. And so, of course, for your first action sequence, Jeff Fahey... Grabs a motorcycle, and they're driving through the boardwalk, I guess, in Los Angeles. Apparently through the farmer's market and another market. There's like yep. 10 markets, and they're just cr- crashing through that shit. Yep. Until you get to the <laughs> end of the pier, finally, and cop car goes into the water. And there goes Dale, diving in the water, saves his son. So Nice. But yeah, you have your generic. I guess right before that, he the cop had jumped. Um, Dale jumped on the roof. So you have every generic action movie sequence of like, I'm on the roof. I'm trying to reach for the bad guy. Oh, I feel like uh, this movie might have been like partially like directed or shot by like a stuntman. Oh, absolutely. Because there's so much action set pieces. Also, well, the director apparently, besides the shitty directive, he did produce a fuck ton of movies too. So nice. Yeah. Right. He's like, ah, fuck it. I don't want to hire a director. I'll just fucking direct it. Whatever. It can't be that hard. Cop on a car. Whatever, you know. <laughs> action. Yeah. So that's the flashback sequence, right? Yep. So, uh, then we get to, well, it's still going on. He gets back to the house and you see Dale's on the phone and he's talking about how, you know, he needs some uh, protection from the street gangs, uh, the mob or whatever like that. And his wife overhears and she's like, what's going on? <laughs> and I love it. She asks him, she's like, "Are you, honey, are you on the take? <laughs> Which is a weird question to ask. And he's like, I'm not on the take, all right? Oh, and man. you cut through real quick and you see that his son, Mark, who, you know, was had a fun day earlier being, you know, a hostage in a cop car because the cops suck ass. Um, he's in his room, and then the daughter's in her room. She's listening to the most generic-ass free music you can put into a movie. Just, you know, like, right. you ready to rock? Because we're rocking and rocking. Let's rock some rock. You know, like, she's just dancing around. So the wife's talking to him, and Jeffy's like, you know, uh, you know, 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not on the take, and but I'm a good cop, and we're gonna figure out what's going on. And then, like thirty seconds later, here busts down the door, and well dressed men with shotguns, and they shoot the fucking wife, and then they, you know, shoot Dale the cop. They go upstairs and shoot the daughter, and you're like, okay. And then there's Mark the son, and he's like, all right, and but. The guy, uh, Christopher, the mob guy, decides, well, you know, I like to fuck with the last victim. So he pretty much, you know, hands him a gun. And he says, I'll give you one chance. I already killed. Oh, my name's Christopher. I already killed your family. I'll give you one chance. Are you a man? And, you know, kind of taunting this fucking kid. And Mark holds the gun up to the Christopher's head and handshaking and he won't pull the trigger. And then Christopher pretty much calls him a pussy and then shoots him. And then goes to black. <laughs> and then Nice you, guy. That yeah, yeah. Nice but guy. he's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck with you a little before I kill you. Um, and then you cut to Mark is in the hospital. And this old lady, I, get, I thought it maybe was his grandmother, but I think it was a neighbor or something. I, I, yeah, not I, me, man. Yeah. It's been a long but time. But she comes up. She's like, oh, you're coming out of it. Okay. He's survived his gunshot wound. But what's weird, and I guess I just didn't have the time to establish this relationship. She's like, I, I wanted to come check on you, and I brought, you know, I remember you telling me how you had such a crush on blah, blah, blah. And there's this girl, and she brought the girl to the hospital with her to visit. And he's like, <laughs> what? Why Why would you do that, old lady? Why are you bringing, like, this chick that you had, this, that, that Mark said he had a crush on? <laughs> And apparently, she's just like, I just thought, you know, it's good to see you recovering. We're going to take care of you and stuff. And then immediately, bam, 15 years later, and there's a shot, and it's C. Thomas Howell with the fucking goatee and fluffy long hair. And he's laying on the bed, and you can just tell he's, he's oh, man, he's he's got some... Does he have, like, a leather jacket or something? Yeah, well, and here's the thing, is then he... So you see him laying on the bed, and he gets up. And he goes to this restaurant where he is talking to his ex-wife, who was the girl at the hospital that was his, you know, high school crush or whatever. They married. <laughs> Apparently, he is just too much of a renegade. They had a kid, but he was drinking and he just can't, you know, has trauma from his whole family being murdered. And so, but here's the interesting thing. His outfit screams 90s like you wouldn't believe because he dressed like joey from fucking blossom <laughs> he had a white t-shirt on a leather vest jeans a fucking stupid necklace and then the weird puffy bangs that go to the side on each side oh no yeah the only difference is he had a goatee i don't think joey could grow a goatee on blossom i don't know probably but not holy shit um, so yeah, so you find out that there's some issues with, he's got an ex and his kid and stuff like that. But then he's like, well, I want to make things right. I'm working on it. And she's like, well, you need to do a better job. Then he leaves and then he picks up his son from, I guess this, the mom's boyfriend. I don't know. Some random dude. But then you have, let's have a fun day on the boardwalk montage. By the way. I think half of this movie was filmed on the boardwalk. They had one day, <laughs> but it's like them, you know, playing games and doing all this stuff, and and then, uh, yeah, and then there you go. And so we established that Mark 
is a good dad. You know, he just made some fuck ups, but he's still a good dad. When he can have a time, if he can have a day to spend with his son and have a montage fun, he's going to do it. You know, there you go. So then we go to where he's back. He's at work and he's, he's a cop and they're working undercover case where apparently this random dude is stabbing and raping women when they're at the ATM. So they parked this obvious like moving van with the back opened across the street and they're setting up to find out get a sting figure out who's doing it so the you know female undercover cop is going and marks there to keep surveillance and make sure she's safe and eventually this dude and she's at the atm over and over again which if anybody was around there be like why didn't she just pull out money the first time? Because right. she's hitting the same ATM over and over again. Like she'll hit the ATM and then walk around and then hit the ATM again. But eventually, she's in the ATM. This guy in a suit comes up, pulls out a knife, and I guess that's the whole thing. He just stabs him immediately. Goes to stab her. She moves out of the way. Mark and one of the other cops run there, kind of grab the guy. Dude stabs one of the cops and then runs off. And then it's a chase scene. Hell yeah. And they're running. Somehow they make it on rooftops. I don't remember how, but... Yeah, skyscraper rooftops, right? Yeah. (laughs) Big buildings. Yeah, (laughs) like... And here's the one thing to establish. He's a cop. I think he skipped the hand-to-hand fighting training. Because he's a fucking cop, right? And he's the hero of the movie. The dude, the rapist in the suit fucking keeps beating his fucking ass. Every time they're in hand-to-hand combat, I'm like, Really? Like, to the point where, like, he's about to throw Mark off the edge of the building, but then Mark grabs some rope and wraps it around this dude's neck and then tosses him off the side of the building, or they both go off, and as they're falling, and then the rope catches and then dead, uh, dead, you know, rapist hanging off the side of a building. And Mark's holding on to him? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But you just would have thought he would have more fighting skills. I, it was bothering me that there was that part of it. So, uh, but yeah, so he gets there. You go. He took out rapist, and uh, but captain's not happy. He's like, "You killing way too many people. Why do you keep killing them? You're a cop. You shouldn't be killing them." And apparently, Mark's way overboard on his arrest tactics. And apparently, kills motherfuckers left and right. Hey, I'm a loose cannon. Yeah, don't you know? <laughs> that's the thing yeah he's a loose cannon well just so in case you're not sure of how much of a loose cannon then there's their next operation where him and the female cop um, go to a get a I guess a anonymous tip to go to this photo booth or a photo where they're developing film and the guy's like hey I don't usually you know like to you know everybody's got their own privacy but this has to be brought up and it's photos and there's photos of a six-year-old girl naked and so they figure out who had the photos developed which again all right creeps listen man don't go to a public place to get your shit developed but they figure out where it is they they figure they track the guy down to he's at the mall with his family and this they was recognized ninety six, so yeah. they probably already had some level of photo printer at that point. I'm something, man. <laughs> Just don't drop it off with like shit that's gonna get you like. There were some digital cameras out then. I remember that ninety six something, or you know, here's a hundred dollar bill. You just don't look at the photo, whatever. But so they go to the mall. They find the they find the girl, and of course, they 
pull her off to the side, and they're like, "Do you know who took these photos?" And she points, and it's her stepdad, who immediately is a fucking sleaze bag. And he's like, he's like, you're under arrest for inappropriate. He's like, I'm allowed to do that. It's a free country. That's my daughter. What's well, my stepdaughter? But I can take those photos. Like defending, like gross. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And of course, oh man, Mark's not hearing any of that, and so he just starts beating the shit out of this guy. I'm about to say that's just justification for me yeah. beating your ass. Yeah. Police brutality. In which, nope. You're a child. After <laughs> he gets the shit beat out of him, he finally gets pulled away from her him by the female cop and she's like great you know what now he's probably not going to go to jail because he can say that he pre- police brutality great you just let this guy go free which I don't know if he's going to go free for that like I mean yeah. this lawyer might be able to work an angle but like I think you're molesting six year old girls they're, they're going to find you're, you're not going to get off scot free yeah you know True. I would hope so, next we cut to Mark, and he's at the bar, and he's feeling shitty because he keeps fucking not following the rules, you know. And he's, he's and there's this uh, black woman at the end of the bar who starts fucking just kind of hitting on him. And she's like, "You got any drugs?" And he's like, um, "Cause she already flirted." She's like, "You look like a cop." And he's like, "I am a cop." She's like, "You got any drugs?" He's like, "You shouldn't say that. I'm a cop." And she's like, "I don't care. You look like the type of cop that doesn't care either." Cut to, they go back to their place, and he's smoking a joint, So, because he's not that kind of cop. He's a renegade cop. He smokes weed, dude. There you go. <laughs> and pretty much, like, it looks like they're about to fuck. And, but right before that, then this random dude walks in. Um, he's been in a bunch of other things. I, I bald head. Um, I always think of, he was the um, obnoxious coach and not another teen movie but he's been in a bunch of different things okay but like literally about the fuck and then he comes in through another door he's like mark we've been looking for you uh i've got a proposal i want to you know send your way and you know but so meet me at this party the next day which Mark's like, okay, I guess. He's like, the fuck? I'm in the middle he of something. He was about to fuck this chick, and she puts her shit back on because she was working with the ball dude, and she's like, all right, cool, well, we do our part. I was just thinking, Mark's like, dude, ah. I got high. I was about to fuck this girl, and then, like, it was just set up to, like, have this dude, like, couldn't he just come approach me at any time? Like, couldn't he just come the whole the setup bar? is, yeah, the whole setup is, is like, all right, we're going to fuck. All right, now introduce yourself. All right, whatever. So, Mark gets into a limo wearing sort of a suit. I don't know. It's like, it's his dressed up for the 90s, which is, you know, all right, so I'm not going to wear the leather vest. I'm going to wear a different vest, you know, jacket or whatever. (laughs) But uh, then he gets to this party, and it's this very, like, you know high class party everybody's in tuxedos like that and they the bald dude finds mark and pulls him into the side room and uh, i'm gonna throw this out here real quick i know you'll appreciate it so there's a couple of gentlemen in this room but one of the guys his name is mr wax which whatever we'd never see him again but it's that black corporate dude from fucking robocop mm. yeah yeah hell randomly yeah, in this i mean i just was like oh it's that dude right hell yeah but they proposed to Mark. they like, look, we've got this special organization, and we seek out cops, specific cops that have um, killed at least nine people in the line of duty. 
it's a weird threshold they have. But apparently, if you've killed, if you're a renegade cop, you got to be part of this organization because yeah. they want to go under the radar and take out the bad seeds of society. And that's, you know, like the police force isn't doing it. But they know if you killed at least nine motherfuckers, then you are not going by the book, apparently. Hey, you know? that's, you know, it's like an underground vigilante police yeah. union <laughs> or something. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, and the way they, they would approve it to him is uh, the dude that Mark had beat the shit out of, I guess, the day before or two days before, the, you know, stepdad thought it was okay to take naked photos of a six-year-old, you know, stepdaughter. They got him tied up, and they're like, this is how we, this, we're, we'll show you how much we mean business. Here, here's a gun. You, you can kill him. Like, nobody's going to miss him. Fucking just shoot him. And Mark is like, uh, I, I don't, I'm not cool with this. So the bald guy's like, all right, well, I'll do it. <laughs> Fucking unloads, like, six shots into the, you know, weird stepdad, creepy motherfucker. <laughs> and kills him. So, at that point, uh, Mark thinks it over, and I guess he's just like, fuck it, whatever. What else, What am I going to do? Like, I'm a renegade cop. Like, I should be working for this renegade organization. Yep. <laughs> then we get to another rant, um, off-mark part where um, the, I guess, main mob gang of L.A., you know, they're having their meeting to go over, you know, expanding their, you know, drug Empire. Empire, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so and they're like, Yes, yes, we're we're we've gotta exceed our levels. People the, the people want the drugs, you know, whatever evil fucking bullshit's going on. <laughs> and so then they branch off and then we see Mark is assigned to take out a meth lab. So he's pretending to be a, you know, high dollar dealer who's going access to the meth lab. But no, once he gets there, it's just him. But he's to take out the entire lab, like all the dudes with guns, all the people there. It's just him. But he, that's his job. Is he, He's so good at his job, he just starts shooting motherfuckers, kills everybody in the lab. Except for the top guy of that lab that's part of the hierarchy of the, you know, drug empire. Who gets away and jumps into a car. So, Mark jumps into another car and it's a highway chase scene. Hell yes. Okay. This is where this movie gets fucking ridiculous, all right? So Mark's chasing, you know, dude in this car in the highway, and the guy sees there's this, you know, truck carrying just heli- uh, tanks. I don't know if they're helium or something explosive. Yeah, and a, oxygen or something. Yeah, tanks, yeah, but a fuck ton of them. Like, the dude's carrying probably at least 40 tanks, right? And I guess not secure enough to be on the highway because <laughs> that guy... One shot. Everything's one shot, by the way, this movie. Can I just say that? Everybody is a perfect marksman in this movie. Everything's one shot. (laughs) Bad guy sees the truck, shoots the thing, so tanks start falling off the truck. Then, bad guy, again, while driving, shoots out the back window and then shoots a tank and explodes. Shoots another tank. And for a while there, I'll be honest, I don't think he reloaded at all. There's like was three. Didn't, didn't or f- he have like I, I want to say it's been a million years since I've seen this, but what didn't he have like a submachine gun, like a Mac Ten or something that just I, never had never ended. That's what, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he's just yeah, he, he just keeps shooting tanks. He's like so we got boom like a three minute scene <laughs> of just 
tanks falling off this truck, him shooting it, blowing up as Mark's dodging the explosions. My biggest problem with this, what is wrong with the driver of the tanks? Of the, the driver can, you know, transport the truck, yeah. <laughs> because he's going to notice explosions, right? I would At think some so. point, he might hear or see on his side mirror that those explosions are coming from the tanks that are he's supposed to have in his truck. Go, oh shit, I'm going to pull off the side of the highway Yeah, as to not <laughs> let any more explosive fucking tanks. No, oh, Jesus. he just keeps driving to the point... Eventually, the bad guy passes the, you know, is, is far enough past this, this truck that Mark drives his car, angles his car to knock another tank to land on his hood. Just sitting there on his hood, then speeds up, gets right behind the bad guy's car, and is able to throw, like, using his car, throw the tank into the bad guy's car where it literally is sitting in the passenger seat next to the guy <laughs> where the guy looks at it goes oh shit and again everybody's a perfect marksman so I'll take this mark one time bam explosion and <laughs> holy shit I remember oh, that sequence man. Yeah. It, it's so absurd cause there's at least like 30 explosions yep. throughout there yeah time. it uh, Look, if you are big into innocent bystander kill count, this might be your movie. Because throughout this movie, they give two shits about anybody else but the main characters. Everybody else is just fodder. They're just dead, all right? (laughs) So, good job, Mark. You took out the drug dealer. High five to you. So then he gets assigned his next job, which is... Collateral damage, $10 million. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody cares. You took him out. So his next one is uh, they're going down to take out the drug dealers in Mexico, but he's on assignment with that same, I guess, that female cop. Yep. She's now part of the organization, too. I guess she got her kills on the line, in the line of duty quota <laughs> up and up. They went, hey, hey, your partner that you worked with, she she's also at that level of people being fucking murdered while they're on duty. So, <laughs> so of course... Uh, they're in a hotel waiting out till they, you know, do their, you know, attack on the drug lord thing. And by the way, I thought she looked sort of familiar, right? And the chick that played the female officer is in a bunch of different, a couple of things, but she was Jack Nicholson's uh, girlfriend in The Departed. Oh, wow. Yeah. How random, right? Yeah. Which isn't like a huge role. But, like, it was enough for me to recognize her in this movie and go, where have I seen her before? Yeah, she's got bit parts in different movies, but that's one of them, is that part. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, they're waiting it out till they, you know, are told to, you know, go in do the raid. Right. This is a weird line. She looks at him, she's like, you want to make love while we have a few hours? Not do you want to fuck, but, like... Do you want to make love? It's a weird thing. Like, nobody says that. Just say, do you want to fuck? Like, they cuss. There's blood. They're like, it's weird that this is the time they're like, <laughs> let's not say the word fuck, all right? Just anything but that. Um. So, of course, she goes in the shower. We get side boob. Not full nudity. 
And Mark's like, yeah, you know what? You talked me into it with the whole, do you want to do something to pass the time? So they go in and they fuck. There you go. Yep. So uh, then they go and they do the raid. And they pretty much, just the two of them, take out a drug kingpin's empire house with every 20, 20 guys like literally yeah like 30 something dudes with machine guns that can't hit either one of our main characters <laughs> but they can kill the shit out of everybody so yeah they went to the stormtrooper training school <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean yeah these guys are just fucking terrible <sighs> so then mark makes it they success another victory then they go back and then um, the head guy that we'd seen earlier, who's in the office and kills one of his lackeys because of the raid, you know, you failed me. And then Mark literally walks into the dude's office with cigar and just drops the cigar on the floor. And there's gasoline. And I don't remember there being a gasoline trail, but the cigar goes through a trail of gasoline up to the bad guy, sets him on fire. <laughs> it's not like Mark went in there spray with anything. It's just like, oh, I guess his office had a lot of gasoline in it. And the guy is on fire and then reacts to jumping out of the window and crashing into like a bus and he's on fire. <laughs> oh, man. Everything's over the top in this It's one. so... But, okay, I this next one threw me for a loop. So then the main ball guy, the recruiter, so it's like, all right, man, well, we got, we know there's a meeting of the rest of this gang at this one place, so we're going to take, I'm going to need you, the female cop, and, like, two of the other dudes in our organization to go in there and just kill the shit out of everybody in this one place. And here's what's weird. They all dress like they're in the Matrix. But this movie came out before the Matrix, to the point... Mark's wearing a black duster, sunglasses. She's wearing sunglasses, a black jacket. The other two dudes are wearing black jackets and sunglasses, like <laughs> leather jackets, like like straight up, like they were trying to look like they were in the Matrix. But this came out before the Matrix, almost as if the Wachowski brothers stole the Matrix look from this movie. Yeah, the, the Wachowskis ripped off the sweeper. Yeah, but just to see. That's a hot fact yeah. from Beautiful Disasters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. So they go in there, and they just shoot up the whole fucking place, and they kill most everybody. But then Mark recognizes one of the dudes that they shoot is the cop, the partner of his dad. Oh, shit. And so it's all connected. The whole thing's all interconnected. Baldy McGee that hired him, he's just trying to take out rival gangs. Like, so then they can go in there a la, I'm sorry, L.A. Confidential. But right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, a bunch of dirty cops, you just take out all the criminal element, and then you have... And then you consolidate yeah. the fucking crime. Yeah, so, you know? but yeah. again, uh, that's the closest I'm going to get to ever comparing this to L.A. Confidential, <laughs> which again, is a great fucking movie. That is a great movie. Yeah. So, he sees his dad's partner dying and his dad's partner just looks at him and says i'm a good cop and then dies well right after that mark puts two and two together kills the other two guys that was with that had gone with him um doesn't kill his female partner but 
just says don't talk to me and then throws his gun at her which was weird it was like he had a, like a temper tantrum I, I don't know like he points a gun at her first and then puts the gun down he says don't talk to me and then just throws the gun at her and then just storms off so he he needs some advice so he goes <laughs> to the old lady that visited him back in the hospital when he was a kid with his high school crush and he's just like I need to speak to my grandmother and get some advice. And what she's just like, how are you doing? He's like, not good. She's like, well, I'm dying. And <laughs> what do you say after that, by the way? But he's just like, you know, he's like, well, you let know. me unburden myself on you before but he, you go. He, he's like, you knew, <laughs> you knew my dad. Was he, was he on the take? And she's like, no, no, that's why he was killed. He wasn't on the take. Everybody else was, but your dad. And that's why your whole family died. So now he knows Baldy McGee is all interconnected oh, with shit. who killed his dad, so it's fucking on. So he rolls up in there, and then there's Baldy McGee, and he fucking it's a chasing, it's a chasing again. Baldy McGee's like, I, I'm gonna, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So he'd already set up to get a plane to get him the fuck out of Los Angeles, but he's got to get to the plane. Well. He's on a chase, so the plane's going to have to get to him. So then you get this fucking chase scene. Again, motherfuckers getting killed left and right because they're crashing into cars. At one point, Baldy's car goes under a fucking tractor trailer, and he's okay. Like, the, the back end of it, like, where there's a gap in the wheels. He goes under there, but he's fine. But then the <laughs> tractor trailer, like, you know, gets jackknifed. So Mark, as he's chasing him, does the thing where you drive... And you just duck, and it cuts off. And it the cuts off the front, and then he, he <laughs> makes the remark, uh, uh, "Now I've got a convertible!" Ha ha! And I'm like, "What the fuck? That's not how <laughs> it works." You, you cars, okay? So, but you see this plane. Now I'm going to use the term plane, and you're thinking like one of these like small like you know prop planes. For no, imagine like a plane like the one propeller. Red Baron style plane, all right? Old the, biplane? Yeah, shit? with the two, just the two cockpits, right? <laughs> That's Baldy's getaway plane because motherfucker jumps. Like, Mark's having to catch up because of the whole, you know, making his car a convertible part. And right. Baldy's able to get onto the Red Baron plane um, and it starts flying off, but Mark has figured out. Um, apparently he had a transformer as his car because at some point he's speeding the car and he's going to try to get to the plane. So he just leaves the driver's seat and stands on the hood. Mind you, the car is still going the same like speed and is going straight enough. Like there's not somebody else. He's not like, here, you know, take over the wheel. I've got to do this. No, he just says car, keep doing what you're doing i'm not gonna be driving you anymore thank god for a good alignment and a brick on the, on the speed pedal you don't get any of that it's just the car's just going and so he's speeding up he's on the hood and the the you know red baron plane is starting to take off but mark's able to grab onto one of the wheels of the plane and hold on for dear life and there then the, the plane takes off and he's holding on to the wheel and baldy's in the one of two seats in this red baron plane and uh, then Mark slowly climbs up on one of the wings, 
where you have the uh, most careful fight you will ever see, where Baldy's like kind of slapping him, and Mark's kind of slapping, but they're all scared shitless about falling off the plane, so it's not really a fight scene as much of a you you fall, no you fall, like just kind of shoving <laughs> match. But eventually, I guess Mark gets Baldy out of his seat and. Um, then the pilot of the plane turns the plane slightly, almost not noticing the dude in front of him is not in his seat anymore, and the body gets thrown off. And you see him fall, and then there's this weird thing where we're established. They're way the fuck high in the air. So you know he's going to die. But just in case you weren't sure, then the camera cuts to his viewpoint, and you see him going into the ground. They don't show his body hit, but his viewpoint, and you're like, yeah, that's what happens if you fly out of plane. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you're going to die, all right? We, we established that. That's unnecessary scene, but whatever. I'm just so. thinking of, like, that song, uh, Megadeth song, High Speed Dirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <gasps> Boom. <laughs> we, we all sat. We knew he was dead once he was not in the plane anymore. But, uh, but then Mark looks at the pilot and says, put this thing down or you're next. No, he's not. He's piloting the plane. You, Mark, are, would have no idea what the fuck to do. So it was a empty threat of like, if you don't land this plane, I'm going to throw you out of this plane too. No, you're not. You don't know how to fly this plane. But so. <laughs> oh, man. So eventually the plane lands and everything's right in the world. And the next scene is Mark meeting up with his family. Apparently. Oh. Because he stopped all the drug pink kingpins, and I guess he worked out all the issues of his family being murdered by dirty cops. Things are right in the world, and now the last scene's him and his ex-wife working things out, and his son right there. And you know where they're walking on? The boardwalk? The boardwalk. Oh, Yep. The end. Oh, man. The acting was dog shit. I, I, I know why you suggested this movie. Because the stunts are fucking bonkers insane. They are awesome. The characters you don't give a shit about. The plot is fucking stupid. But yes, the multiple exploding uh, container, you know, tanks on the highway, the fucking Red Baron plane on the highway getting the bad guy, the Mark, and those are all the are they're insane. All right, this is why I keep telling you to watch the later Fast and Furious movies. I need this, to. This We're- is. Those movies are this with a bigger budget, all right? That's all it is, all right? But the same mentality of, yeah, a car can just stay the same speed and stay straight on the highway for someone to jump onto a plane. Well, yeah. we talked about it before. We're going to do it. we got to do an episode on that. We, uh, number nine? I think Fast Furious 9 is coming out. There you supposedely go. in a couple months, so I think... Everything from I five on is just you got to pop right? your Fast and Furious cherry, all yeah. right? That, it's that simple. But, uh... Yeah, so those are the two redeeming qualities. Besides that, the acting's dog shit, and C. Thomas Howell was fucking stupid, and he, yeah. But I do appreciate him dressing like Joey from Blossom. I, I will say that that was go. that was pretty goddamn ridiculous. That's funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, uh, yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch the movie again. If I do, I'm just gonna YouTube clips of. Those two scenes, the action because I don't want to go through the rest of this shit. All right, no. So awesome, but not. I'd say one of the less like painful schlock abuses that you've given me. That's good. Yeah, no. Yeah, I I remember this movie being fun. So yeah, 
I'm glad you had some fun with you it. You just got to make it through all the dog shit dialogue and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll wrap this motherfucker up. Um, so uh, check out Beautiful Disasters on Facebook, Beautiful Disasters Podcast. And uh, you can email us directly with suggestions for movies if you so choose at Either, beautiful, beautiful Disasters Podcast at gmail.com. Either, you know, full length with a guest or. If you got some shit movies, Schlagview style, send those too, you know? Either way. Absolutely. Hell yes. And um, definitely uh, check out and support all the shows on the GUI network um, at guipodcast.com. There you can check out all the different shows. And also um, there are links to our T Public page. All of our merch is there, including our stuff. We got new design that's up, new design. up for what, like a maybe a month and a half now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new one in the pipeline. Gonna be good. And uh, you can also, if you are looking to do any shopping on Amazon, there's a link on the GY page. You click that link, it doesn't cost you a dime extra. However, a little bit gets kicked back to the uh, podcast network, which is nice. Uh, helps us afford new cables and shit. And, you know, more movies that. Sh- piece of shit you know movies that we can you know throw on each other so. indeed yeah yeah no th- that's important yeah um so other than that i think we're all wrapped up here uh for uh, beautiful disasters and schlock abuse i'm the groots f you hunter thanks for listening Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com Thank <laughs> you.